The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Diagnosed with a rare brain malformation, Georgia is changing the way people view struggle and pain. I want people to understand the goodness of God, the Father's heart, the, the God that says, hey, I don't just have a heart to heal people on this earth, but guess what? There's real hope and it's in heaven. And, and guess what? My daughter, she's going to be healed. Whether she gets healed here or there, she's going to get healed. Chad Veach helps others grasp his unreasonable hope. Thank you for joining us on Life Today. I'm Betty and this is James and we do, we have a young person. Yeah, yeah, we got a guy named Chad Veach and Judah Smith. He likes you, Chad. And I mean, and all kind of people said good things about you. I mean, you even said you got movie stars and entertainers that pray for you. Are you that needy that you got everybody praying with y'all? Welcome, Chad. Let's find out why they pray for Chad Veach. Chad, good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. You said something about our state a while ago. You been here before? Yeah, I've been to Texas before. And what did you just tell these people? Well, it is a beautiful nation. <laughs> I think it's a well, great nation. Well, they really cheered a while ago when you said that. <laughs> yeah, but they, and they know it's true. They were trying to be humble in front yeah, of us. Yeah, they were, yeah. Very when, unlike When we start taping, they, they, get, they get quiet. Yeah, they could be humble, yeah. <laughs> okay, Chad, unreasonable hope. Now, you're out in California. Yep. California has plenty of challenges. Would you agree they've contributed to some of those challenges? <laughs> yes, <laughs> self-inflicted challenges. <laughs> okay. you, yeah. You've been digging some of the ditches that you ought to try and to find yeah, your way out. We're trying to get out, yeah. And some people keep seeming to want to dig them a little deeper. Yeah, we're trying to convince them to not do that. <laughs> okay, well, I pray you can. Now, you have been dealt what people would call a very heavy hand, a very heavy load. Mm. And uh, unreasonable hope. Now, did this particular situation... And that has to do with a little girl named Georgia, which is why that big pink G yep. is on there. Yep. And did you say that that uh, Justin Bieber put a G yeah. on his arm somewhere? Yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable. You know, our daughter, when she was just four months old, she was diagnose, diagnosed with a, a brain disorder. And, um, you know, it really for us was a time when the diagnosis came, challenged our faith challenged us as a couple. Um, you know, I've been in the ministry for a number of years at this point. I grew up, both my wife and I are pastor's kids. It was the first time I actually had to practice what I've been preaching. First time I actually had to really look myself in the mirror and say, okay, let's, let's, let's put into play everything that you know theologically, but now you're going to live out. And uh, we just, we made the decision from the beginning, from that first day, as hard as it was to hear a doctor say that your daughter doesn't have a brain, essentially, mm -hmm. that she'll never walk, she'll never talk, she'll never crawl, she'll never, you know, a, the doctor can say as many nevers as he wants, but we just knew a God that performs miracles. Mm -hmm. We knew God to be mm -hmm. true and faithful and a miracle worker and a healer. And so we just said, what we're was gonna, the name of the disease? Because it's rare. It's called, what, what, what do you do? It's called lysencephaly is the medical term. 
and smooth brain is the simple term. About one out of every 85,000 kids get this. And so we just, we said, you know what? We're, we're gonna put all of our faith in God. We're gonna turn to God, we're gonna trust Him, we're gonna look to Him. And when the world tells us, don't get your hopes up, the Bible's told us, get your hopes yeah, up and put them in God. And so we just, we made that decision. We said, we're gonna, we're gonna have a positive confession, we're gonna have a faith belief, and we're not just gonna have words that are empty, that are based on hype, but hope is actually because of evidence, because of facts, because of who God has been in the past, and the past always gives you faith for the future. So I said, if God could do it for guys like Noah and Abraham, if he did it for Daniel, if he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I mean, just the names alone, why would he work with them? But he helped them. <laughs> My name's just Chad. I can work. He can work with me. That's right. So we just said, we're going to put our hopes in God. And, and uh, I had a friend in New York. I was preaching out there at Hillsong Church one, one Sunday. And they have like a gajillion services. And we got to the end and he said, Tomorrow, we're going to go to Brooklyn, and we're going to go get pancakes in the morning. I thought, well, there's Jesus right there. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm there. And he said, we're, we're going to get G tattoos. I said, what do you mean? He said, we're, we're going to get a G, and we're going to put it in our arm. And he said, every time I look at this G, it's going to remind me to pray for your daughter and to believe for her healing. And you'll know with this G that someone's standing with you. So the next day, we did. And... Um, from there, it just took off. I think now today, maybe 80 to 90 people have this GTAT. Right. And from celebrities to family members to people that we don't even know. I was preaching. You said Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler He's got a, it. And, a you great know. year in golf, Ricky. My grandkids <laughs> really like you. Yeah. I like you too, Ricky. <laughs> I uh, like you too, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, okay, it's great that people are, are focusing there mm. because they know it's hope. But you have a, a little girl. How old is she now? She's four now. So you've been walking this four years. Yeah. And has she advanced beyond what they said she would? Or do you, what are you seeing? I, I like to think that she has. You know, um, that day, diagnosis day, we talk about in the book, it was filled with a lot of nevers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my daughter's four, and she can't necessarily say a word but she'll coo and she's making more eye contact now. And when she gets really excited, she kicks her legs and that's how you know she's, she's alert. And then I know she's really got stuff going on up there because if her brother gets too close, she's kicking him in the face, you know? So <laughs> I'd say that's a smart little girl right there. So doesn't your heart leap at that? Absolutely. It's the small little things that take you so it far. so much. It just mean, yeah. it means so much. And you know, I, I wanted I wanted to say to the audience at home. I just uh, you know I almost wanted to almost cut in a while ago to say, listen to me. You may be watching for you, and God is so focused on you. Or you may be watching for somebody else that doesn't know how focused God is on them. But because you know, and you get to tell them, you're going to hear some things, or maybe there'll be some things here. And, of course, the book's in the bookstores, and this is just his journey that uh, they've had children since. We're going to talk about that because it had to be filled with hope. But uh, we're actually, we'll, we'll, we'll just send you the book. Uh, we may ask you if you'd just put an arm of love around somebody. We'll show you that you can just love them right now. Mm. But I'm telling you that you're not here by accident. Right. Chad's not here by accident. George is not here by accident. I want to ask you this. Not a lot of change there. 
Mm-mm. How about you? Oh, man. Yeah, I would not trade this for anything. You know, of course, I want my daughter to be healed. Maybe I trade it for that. But, you know, um, both my wife and I grew up in great homes. Our parents are pastors. We both grew up going, mom and dad are awesome. Church is awesome. I really didn't have a problem up to this point in life. And um, I really couldn't relate with people that were in pain until we had this. And it's made me have more compassion, more empathy, more sympathy. I can, I can relate with others. It, it, it takes you, and now when someone says, you know, we're dealing with this in our home, your heart just leaps at it. And you see someone, you know, like a single mom, and she's struggling, and your just heart just leaps at it because, because I didn't realize that other people were in pain until I was in pain. Mm-hmm. And then it just opens your eyes, and you start to go, I'm not just going to rejoice with those that rejoice, but for the first time in my life, I find myself really mourning with those that are in mourning. So it changes you. It, it, makes, it makes you not just relatable, but it, it touches you in a way that it, it's hard to explain. It's like what the Bible says. God gives us so much comfort so we can go and be a comfort. Mm-hmm. And you don't really realize the reality of that until you actually are receiving comfort and you've got this wealth of comfort and this wealth of peace. And so you, you want to distribute it and help people. And it, it really is a life-changing, life-altering, not event, but journey. You know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. But it says hope realized is sweet to the soul. Mm-hmm. So when you realize that you can put your hope in this person named Jesus, I don't think that Jesus has the answer. I think that he is the answer. And so when we started to really just, and our family rise up and say, you know what, we're, we're finding hope in God. We're, our home isn't filled with bitterness. It's not filled with rage. There's not confusion. It's not a place of chaos. That our house is actually a refuge. It's a place of peace and comfort and joy. And all of this is because of one man and his name is Jesus. And when we found that for us, we got really excited. We started going, okay, look, God did not make my daughter this way. Sickness is not from God. But God has an ability to use your tragic circumstances. That's why the subtitle of the book is Finding Faith in a God Who Can Bring Purpose to Your Pain. That God can actually take your pain and redeem it and bring purpose to it. And we, we found God give us a more pla- bigger platform, more opportunities than before the diagnosis than we ever had. And it was because God was saying, hey, you're going through this, but if you'll actually point people to me and you'll look to me yourself, I'll use it for my glory. Then I'll bring redemption out of what the enemy intended for harm, yes. but I can, I can turn this around for good. And we found it time and time again. You know, in the audience out here tonight is someone we really respect. Sheila Walsh is up here and sitting out here right center of the whole center section here. And Sheila is now full-time with Life Outreach and Life Today and the stream and, and ministering with us. Would y'all welcome uh, Sheila to uh, be a part of Life Outreach and Life Today? She's with us all the time. And, and Sheila, she knows what it is to have a heavy load and need hope. Yep. What springs up in your heart, uh, Sheila, that you'd like for, for Chad to touch on? Because I, I know you're identifying with so much of what he must be feeling there in his own home. Well, just listening to the way you talk about the, the profound empathy that you now have yeah. as a pastor, that has got to have changed Man. your whole ministry. My question is, what do you tell your children? Mm. Because I, I remember when my son was five and he prayed for his grandpa to be healed mm. and the Lord took him home. My, my son struggled for a while with prayer because his thing was, well, I asked 
don't take my grandpa, and you did. Yeah. How do you help children process things that are hard to understand? Wow, it's a great question. You know, we have a, a, a two-year-old son, mm -hmm. and we have a five-month-old son. I often think about this exact question. How will I explain this to my son? How will, th there'll be a day that he'll realize, right now he doesn't, but there'll be a day he reali he'll realize something's not right with sister. And I often think about how I'll explain theology to a, a young person, how I'll, you know, convince him of the goodness of God in spite of his sister's condition. And it's changed me as a pastor, absolutely, um, that not just for our kids, that you want to present a good God, a gracious God, even if they are in a single home. You know, we just received an email this last week, a single mom in our church, and when the email came through, I found myself in tears and I sent, uh, you know, to, to our executive assistant, I said, I don't care what we have to do. You take care of this single mom. I don't care how much it costs us. I want this, that, and the other on her doorstep, you know, and just, it changes the way that you approach kids and it changes the way you approach people in, at large. Even my own son is, and maybe the way that I would answer it is say, you're just more thoughtful. You're thinking through what the answer is going to be because I always believe this is so true. I was a youth pastor for 15 years. It's so hard to unlearn bad theology. <laughs> it's so hard to unlearn, you know, that the, the, maybe the way that people were raised in church and they got a false view of who God is. I think them understanding my son to this girl you know, who's a single mom in our church, would just, I want people to understand the goodness of God, the Father's heart, the, the God that says, hey, I don't just have a heart to heal people on this earth, but guess what? There's real hope and it's in heaven. Mm -hmm. and, and guess what? My daughter, she's gonna be healed. Mm -hmm. Whether she gets healed here or there, she's gonna get healed. Mm -hmm. And so my hope is not just in waiting is when she's 10 or 15. My hope is going, I know there's a better place that he's preparing. And no eye has seen and no ear has heard. I can't even, even imagine the things that God has in store for my daughter and for all of us. Yeah, excuse, ahead, me. excuse me. And as I've listened to you too, and I know from our personal experience of the journey we've been on and the loss of our daughter, that I want people to know that when they, when a tragedy comes, when and, and if you live very long, you're going to go through some challenging times in life, loss, heartache, disappointment, whatever it is. But I want you to know that what you can realize and know, and 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 I myself, I come came, came to find the how close I could be to God, wow. you know, and that he was the, just every breath that I took. Yeah. And, and I trust him more. Mm. I love more. Right. I have more compassion. So God does want to take these times in our life and right. turn them around right. and use them for his good and Absolutely. his glory. And so that's the desire of my heart that because I come away with what we've been going through, God, I love you so much yeah. more. I know you so much better right. because I know that you, your heart aches with mine. Yes. And God's heart does it. He weeps the tears as we weep. Wow. And now God's turning those tears to the heartache of us. Others. Yes. And that's what I want him to do in yes. my life. I want to thank you, Chad, for sharing Georgia with us and the unreasonable hope that uh, I pray that as you somehow, I just felt like at some point you realize there's something here today for you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy. I've been around a while. Um, I can't tell you how much I want your heart healed. Hmm. 
and would do anything to heal your broken heart. Mm. And my care is a comfort, but the one who knows how to comfort and heal your broken heart is the hope that Chad has been talking about. And that's what I'm asking you to receive from God right now. And also to pray for that person you know needs it. Father, mm. we're asking you for a miracle yes. right here. Someone at home right now needs to feel like you just put your arms around them. There's not a husband there. There's not a family member. There's not a parent. Some say, I don't have a friend. Jesus, I want you to let them know you are their friend. They'll never have a better one. And Father, I want you to hold them, please. And then I want you to show them how to put your arms around someone else who's lost hope. And they'll see love expressed through the person right now who knows who that person is that needs love. And you let them share it in Jesus' name. The telephone number there is a call that's paid for by love. We're going to ask people to express love in a few moments for people who feel like nobody ever cared or noticed. And we know there are those who will. But if you need someone to pray with you, that call is paid for my love. And you call and you share your heart. Chad has shared his story and we'll be glad to send you the book, Unreasonable Hope. It is in the bookstores. Tell your friends about it. You can get it online. Betty and I want to say thanks to Chad. Would you join us? Thanking Chad and Gloria. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. For Georgia, for sharing Georgia's story with us. Thank you. Thank you, Georgia. <laughs> I hope you get to sit in front of the TV <laughs> and be so wonderful if you just get those little folds in that little brain. That's right. By Master's hand. Yep. Oh, yes, he does those things, doesn't he? I pray them for all of you. I want to show you something right now that there is no question. Somebody say, well, you really think miracles really happen? I'm telling you right now, if you'll open your eyes and your heart, I'm going to show you how you can be an undeniable, for sure, miracle. Don't miss this. And don't miss being the miracle someone longs for. You are that source of that miracle for someone. In a world of plenty, why do these children look like this? I have no food here. I tried growing maize far away, but the crops failed. I have no food for my family. You can see it's not easy to talk about. My heart is broken. I feel weak and it's difficult for me to walk. I have lost my children. My children became sick and died. I had nothing for their hunger. Last week, Victoria lost two children to malnutrition, caused by a lack of food over a long period of time. She'll never see them in this world again. Mission Feeding's goal is to prevent tragedies like these by preventing malnutrition in the first place. Because is there anything more precious 
than human life. And is there anything more miraculous than saving a life? Boy, those precious little children, Betty, are holding those bowls out that you gave them. I mean, you, you are the ones that years ago, uh, watching us over on the mission field, pouring uh, porridge and that soup mix into cans like this and sometimes some kind of a paper bag that it would often burn right through and fall out on the dirt. You gave these, and when those children are, are holding that out, I, I, the first time this has ever hit me like that, uh, you know, for years, you know, churches had passed the offering plate and you'd put in hopefully an expression of love to God and devotion. Well, what, what's happening, what, what fills the bowl, of course, it's a nourishing mix, but what fills it, Betty, is an offering of love. It's a love offering. And you're even the ones that said, give them heat-resistant bowls. You did that. We didn't do that. And, and you're the ones that put the food in it. And we've got some friends, Betty, that said they'll match for 50,000 children, exactly what you give. If you gave $100 to feed 10 children, you'd be feeding 20 children. And I think this is an answer to prayer. Our friends not only pray, they're an answer to prayer so often, and they make truly a love offering. Well, the bowls would do no good without the food to put in the bowls. When I watch this spot that we just show you, my heart just weeps with that mother because she did all she could do. She tried to grow something and it wouldn't grow. She tried her best. She reached out in every way she knew to get food for her children. But all she could do was hold them while they died and love them and feel so sad that she could not save her children. We can, though. We can join together. We can reach out in hope. And let's, let's make a difference in these families, these mothers that are losing their babies. It shouldn't be. You know, we can make a difference. We can let these children grow up healthy and happy and, and a mother watch her children play instead of watching her children die. Please join with us and let's get the food to the children. You know, she was so heavy laden. Um, it'll be love that lifts her burden. It'll be love that brightens her countenance as she looks and sees others finding the hope that she longed for. And uh, it's not too late. I'm so grateful. I want to say thanks to our friends that said they'll match what you give and thanks to those of you who will help us. And we've been doing this now for 25 years. Uh, this is uh, something I never get weary doing. Sometimes I wonder, God, am I able to communicate it as effectively as I need to? Please do it in the power of your spirit. Betty, thank you for the way you shared so beautifully and clearly. Would you go please right now and make an offering of love? And that love offering gives life and hope and a future. And we'll point them to Jesus, the beautiful expression of love. Go to lifetoday.org. Take your bank card. Use it like a check. You use it for so many necessary things and sometimes not so necessary. This is critically essential. It's life to these children and their families. You can dial the number there. It's always there as a prayer line. But would you be today an answer to prayer? Call the number, take your bank card, make the best gift you can, knowing it'll be matched. $30 or $50 or $100 immediately doubled in its impact. Would you please do that right now? Lifetoday.org, dial the number, and very prayerfully make the gift God puts on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. If you want to write a check, make the check to life. 
because that's what you're giving. And we thank you so much for doing it. In remote and impoverished areas of Angola, Africa, families are suffering. Crops have failed. There is no food. And those hit the hardest are the children. In response to this crisis, Life Outreach has received a 50,000 children challenge that, with your help, will feed and minister to 100,000 children over the next few months. With previous food reserves gone and Angola facing a severe food shortage due to crop failure, this challenge could not have come at a better time. To help replenish supplies for the feeding programs touching the lives of children across Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. The 50,000 Children Challenge means more children can be saved and your gift will have a double impact, helping to feed twice as many children. Your gift of $30 to help feed three children will now be double to help feed six children. Gifts of $50 to help feed five children will be double to help save 10. And gifts of $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed and care for 20 children. And with a gift of $1,000 or more, you can double your impact to help feed 200 children and also request the Majesty Bronze Sculpture, featuring a beautiful buck in regal stance, reflecting God's presence and majesty in all the earth. Please call the number seen here, write life, or go online today to lifetoday.org and make your life-saving double impact gift today. You know, we have so much reason to hope when you think about the Easter season and the fact that it's not just the celebration of a historical event, but an ever-present living reality now. When Jesus came out of that grave, and boy, he is coming back, but he sent another one just like him to live in us. Wow. And that's resurrection power. Think about this. The power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us and that's what gives us hope and that's what gives us help in times of need Let, let's reveal the power of the resurrection through a meaningful personal relationship with the living Jesus and let people see that if you helped us literally be a part of a miracle for somebody and you'd like to have this miracle journey unreasonable hope. Tell your friends it's in the bookstores. You want it. You just ask for it. To say thanks for your love and expressing it, we'll send it to you to say thanks. Let's tell Chad again. Thank you so much. Thank Chad, you. we love you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, you church folks out there, all those young people in California, yeah. pray for me. I'm trying to help the whole country get out of the ditch. <laughs> God bless all of you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for watching. You have a great weekend. Resurrection.
Next week, best-selling author John Eldridge declares that prayer really works and encourages us to pray with passion, confidence, and authority. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.